<laughs> Did I scare you? Listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film, did I scare you? I am your host, Jake Albrecht. I'm his co-host and America's little brother, Vin. Same last name. Okay. Thank you for that special note. How are you doing tonight, Vin? Uh I'm okay. I'm uh I'm doing alright, I guess. Okay. That's just two ways to say the same thing, I think. I'm doing super. I'm doing splendid okay seems like you're upgrading at least as we go on um i mean i guess the caffeine's starting to kick in so that's a good thing well that goes for one of us (laughs) uh well this is not the podcast where my brother updates us on how much caffeine he's had this is the podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one Vinny, i selected the movie this week what is the name of the movie i selected you have selected for us the, oh boy, 1997? I thought 98, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, regardless, you have selected for us. I know what you did last summer. Yes, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller. It's a lot of people with three names now that I'm thinking about it. And Ryan... Except Ryan Phillips. Philippi. Oh, Philippi. <laughs> Phillips. Oh, whoops. I read it wrong. How dare you? Sebastian from Cruel Intentions is too fancy to be Ryan Phillips. Good boy. Good boy. Uh, yes, I picked this as part of our, and I'm coining this phrase, Summer of Spooks. Now, Vinny, have you ever seen I Know What You Did Last Summer before? I have not. Never. Okay. I... When I was at the movie theater, I believed to see Can't Hardly Wait or The Wedding Singer. I can't remember which. Accidentally walked into this on my way back from the bathroom. And this was a time in my life where that was very upsetting to me. But that is as much of it as I saw. That's that's it. That's all you got. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was definitely it was a time in my life where I wasn't watching horror movies. So like to accidentally walk back into a theater of one. I was like, oh, God, oh, no, what's this? And I was like, and my friend's not here. I've gone wrong. I think that would be probably more or less my anxiety to get me where I'd walk into the wrong movie theater and be like, clumsy me, I went to the wrong theater. Yeah, I also feel like I've said before on the podcast that, like, I didn't like horror movies when I younger when I was younger, but I don't know that I've ever gone into much detail on that. I would literally, if I thought our parents were watching horror movies at home, turn up the music as loud as I could in my room. So I couldn't hear (laughs) any type of horror music through the door. Yeah. They used to do that all the time. They did that whenever X files would come on and I'd run upstairs in horror. That was also a concern of mine at the time. So I was very frightened. So I did not catch this as a teen. Although I would have been in the demographic at the time. I don't know much about the reputation of this movie other than, like, it's sort of just after Scream, so it's sort of like, yeah, Scream was popular, so there was a lot of these all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those kind of horror movies that's cheeky for the sake of. It's almost like 
once like the later 90s horror movies came out it's like they were i don't know they they were playing off of each other as being more or less like campy but like we know what's going on yeah and this was written by kevin williamson who also wrote scream so oh okay yeah they are of the same ilk in a way yeah and except i would (laughs) i uh, i don't want to give it away i guess right now but i would say i kind of like scream a little better well let's save that till the end how dare you sorry i also wanted to point out he actually wrote this before scream and it was the success of scream that allowed him to sell this screenplay as well how much did the uh money did this movie make uh it made enough for a sequel <laughs> yeah didn't how many wasn't it like three or four there's only two because like honestly it's a premise that's pretty tough to stretch to two if you think about it and we'll get exactly into why but yeah yeah well you mentioned it right there i don't think we have anything else to say we should just jump right in i do like the idea of like because i if you haven't seen the movie before the whole premise of it is the teenagers kill someone someone witnesses it and then tortures them about it and i would love it if the movie ended with them killing that guy and then someone else witnessing that and torturing them about that and it's just like a never-ending cycle of like murder and vengeance which is, you know, you're never going to get out of it. And it's it's almost like The Ring. Yeah, you no, know, it's you, like... A... You, you witness it, and then someone outside of that witnesses it, and then so on and so forth. I was going to call it a Sisyphusian. That's a fun word. Yeah, you know, like Sisyphus. It's just a rock. Do you want can... me to try to say that word? Yeah, please. Sisyphusian. Okay, well... Sounds like sassafrasifus. <laughs> I felt bad when I saw the bubbles start coming out of your ears. <laughs> That's just adorable. All right. I'm going to need to drink more bubble juice to, you know, fill that up. I, I also kind of picked this video because I didn't see this at the time, but I saw a lot, and I mean way too many, 1990s teen movies. So I'm very familiar with all of these main actors' other work. Yeah, I mean, of course, everybody knows fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, come on. Oh, yeah, no, I had a huge crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt at at the time because of Can't Hardly Wait. I mean, at that time, like, come on, man. We still do. Still got a big crush. Uh, We'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe not so much. But Vinny, let us tarry no further. Let's get into the meat of this movie. You ready? Sure. A special shout-out to my wife, who was not listening, who had to take the notes for me this week because I hurt my hand. Hopefully these make sense to me. <laughs> Anyways, Vinny, <laughs> looks like we got us uh, Columbia Pictures to start. And Mandalay, too. Ooh. Well, first note here from my wife. I did not dictate this. Jake is too persnickety about formatting. <laughs> Because <laughs> and how? Because <laughs> I told her I wanted bullet Someone points and page it. numbers from the start, and she said I could just add them later. She used another fun word, persnickety. It's <laughs> a pretty good one, right? It is. I like it. We're saying a lot of fun words today. All right. There's some crazy black and white production logo with a tiger I've never seen before. Mandalay Productions. Yeah, it sounded familiar, but I did not remember this like introduction. I. I kind of remember it. I remember the tiger and whatnot. And then I was thinking back. I'm like, what other movies has 
Mandalay production done that are of worth and uh not not really a lot no not life of pi that would be too apropos i yeah i mean <laughs> nah he's just walking that's, right that's past my tiger joke let's move on let's be let's not you know face facts that i'm trying to search what kind of movies that mandalay production oh never back down never back down two hey jake never back down three well i'm glad that that guy really uh really kept the fight going yeah you know what they did do though they did horns and i kind of like that movie uh i've never seen it and this is really germane to this discussion let's give give an anywho and move on uh, Vinny, we go right into the titles. We have some basic late 90s rock over a panning shot of the ocean. Yeah. New metal. Welcome to the 90s, folks. A lot of it was more like post-grunge stuff, which is, I don't... Boy, I, I, didn't real- I liked it at well, the time, but it's pretty rough now. <laughs> did you realize what song they did? Um... <laughs> I'm assuming no. Yes. They were doing. No, they were doing. Here's how it yeah. went. I said, "What the fuck is this? Is this super late Alice in Chains?" And then eventually, Christina's like, "This is like a cover of Summer Breeze." And I was like, it "Oh shit, it is." <laughs> if it was like you removed all the tune from it. Yeah, it's a new metal version of Summer Breeze, and I said, well, "I wonder like what other like." But it was, it was very much like Summer Breeze. <laughs> Makes me feel fine. Little bit of landslide in your <laughs> So just sucking all the fun out of that song. What other new metal covers can we do? Well, there's Faith, of course, but let's let's not do that. Let's just keep going with this movie instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've only gotten the last few episodes down to like a proper length. Fit. Let's not stretch this one out. Oh, you don't. You don't want to, like, tick the clock back up? Nah, let's not. Alright, okay. uh, the music uh, darkens as the sun goes down, although honestly, that summer breeze was pretty rough. Yeah, I'm like, thank you, don't need to hear that anymore. Uh-huh, we are sweeping past a winding road now, and... <laughs> well, the notes have already betrayed me, because it just says Dawson's Creek! <laughs> I guess because of Kevin Williamson. Are you talking about the kid on the rocks? No, I think it just says uh, screenplay by Kevin Williamson, and it's possible Christina went rogue on that note. (laughs) Okay. This is kind of fun. It's like piecing together a puzzle. Yeah, no, this is like the guy in Memento must feel. (laughs) Now, there's a fisherman sitting on a cliff twirling some doohickey, and he seems drunk or distraught, which is maybe not mutually exclusive. And then some fireworks go off, startling him. And back in town, it's the 4th of July, one presumes. And their town is having their annual 4th of July parade? Question mark? Yeah. Well, no, it was like some oyster, like, festival, it said. Okay, there's no reason to get profane about it, Vin. So, I mean, it's literally what it said on the float. Okay. I guess you must be referring to the beauty pageant. For, I guess, the Miss Fourth of July. <laughs> That's just it be a cheeky oyster. And Sarah Michelle Gellar... Get it? <laughs> they get it. Sarah Michelle Gellar is front and center, so these other bitches don't stand a chance. And in the back, Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr., 
and Jennifer Love Hewitt are all applauding. And mm -hmm. as part of the pageant, Sarah Michelle Gellar says she plans on moving to New York to become an actress. And everyone applauds this for some reason. I said, and fast forward years later, and Sarah Michelle Gellar hasn't been doing much lately. She hasn't really served her countries very well, Jake. I think her and Freddie Prince Jr. are still married, though, which, like, is mind-boggling to me. I had... Yeah, you know what? I forgot about that. <laughs> Did you know they were ever married? No. You, you really interjected that into my brain, and, like, I felt like a surge just, like, snap into place. I have a stray memory of Freddie Prince Jr. being on uh, Total Request Live and Sarah Michelle Gellar calling in as a surprise, and him being very concerned that she was going to say something he was going to like. Because at one point he goes like, easy, easy. <laughs> then she's like, she's it's like... wonderful be to be married to him, of course, Carson. But he does do this weird thing when I suck on his, whoa, we had to turn off that call there. I was really, I was like, did he, like, she caught him with, like, some back... <laughs> background <laughs> actress that weekend and she's like i'm gonna fucking tell everybody on total request live what he did whoops then he was out there with carson daly like listening to the n6 song and being like oh shit she's really gonna do it <laughs> anyways if you can find a youtube clip of that <laughs> let's see if any of us can figure out what was going on there but back to the movie i, I digress oh christina writes I hope this movie is not as boring as it seems. Well, we'll find out. So, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar wins, and she gets a crown and stuff, so, you know, pageant shit. And the girls are walking around outside when Sarah Michelle Gellar exposits to Jennifer Love Hewitt that... Oh, I'm sorry. She exposits that Jennifer Love Hewitt is going to be a lawyer. And then Billy Madison's girlfriend comes up and asks Sarah Michelle Gellar if she needs a ride. And uh, she's all set. And then Vinny, out of nowhere, comes Big Bang Theory. And by that, I mean Johnny Galecki. Because this is the 90s, I said, holy shit, it's Darlene's boyfriend. <laughs> His name was David on Roseanne. <laughs> I definitely yeah. still remember that, but let's not. I'm calling it Big Bang Theory for this. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's, that's what fine. he was best paid for, at least. That's a good point. Now, he tries to get Jennifer Love Hewitt to go out with it on a boat with him. But she does not like, and I'm quoting here, the slime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Well, she'll have to confront those fears later, Finn. Now, Ryan Phillippe comes in and elbows him out of the way, and he's trashed and ready for some drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, drunk driving was not as, uh, I mean, like, no, it was, people didn't it was definitely very frowned upon in the 90s. Oh, I wouldn't know. I didn't have my license then. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, everyone in town would just, like, honk and yell at me as I drunk drove all over. <laughs> just telling you to get the fuck out of the parking lot, so you just, like, in mausoleum. <laughs> so, Philippi and Big Bang Theory get into a fight, which Freddie Prince Jr. has to break up, and they're going down to Dawson's Beach. Ha, ha, ha. She's really hunkering down on that Dawson's Creek stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as they leave big bang theory has to see that uh he's losing out to freddie prince jr and i bet that one stings a little yeah kind of you know what i noticed too what i'm trying to pick up on like the acting that this this wonderful cast is doing okay and, and i'm thinking to myself 
Is Freddie Prince Jr. trying to do a New England accent? <laughs> Here's uh, halfway through the movie, I realized Anne Hash and Johnny Glecky were doing Southern accents, and no one else was. And I was like, "Where the fuck is this supposed to be taking place?" And Christina said to me, "It's in North Carolina. It's on all the license plates." And I was like, "Why the fuck aren't any of the rest of them talking like they're from North Carolina?" Then I think. None of them could do a, a really like convincing Southern esque accent, which you know, right. hit up Josh. He knows all about that that Carolina accent stuff. But I like so. What are you gonna do? You're gonna do a New England accent instead? I feel like the choice either has to be everybody does accents or nobody does. I I mean, it could have been like one of those movies where it's like pick an accent out of a hat and try for whatever you can. I mean, they definitely like in North Carolina. They're not like, hey, y'all, we're from North Carolina. They might. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) no, (laughs) there could be a couple of Carolinans that are down there that are super hard. What does Michael Jordan sound like? Does he sound like that? I could kind of pick up a little Southern to him well you know? frankly i took that personal vid why that's what he would say oh okay oh right over the head all right well these kids with no southern accents are swerving around the corners drunkenly and on the beach freddie prince jr tells the old hook in the car story uh everyone knows that urban legend right yeah i mean like it's a pretty <laughs> It's it's a te- listen. They they have like all these kind of like horror stories that come by campfire, and it's paint by numbers always. Yeah, it's like. But I mean, can we can, can we hyper focus on the fact that Freddie Prince said blood? He said bloody hook. No, he just said he just said fucking bloody hook. Really weird. I did not notice, man. I'm really, I'm really picking up on that awful accent he picked. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I think I'll he move just kind of talks kind of weird. What's even funnier is he tells this story, and his acting on it is he seems gullible. Like, he believes the whole... Ent- he's like, no, it's real. He's always a little bit too earnest. Yeah, but it's real, you guys. You see, he gutted him with the hook. Like, you're supposed to find him suspicious later in the movie, and I'm just like, it's like fucking Freddie Prince Jr., too. It's like, that dude couldn't hurt anyone if he tried. Even when he was the main jock, he wasn't that mean. Nah, he's just like, he'd push, but it'd be more or less of like a soft shove. And he'd be like, oh, you're trying to hug me, man? It's like, that's the guy in the movie that, like, he hacky-sacked once, and then he thought he'd make a career out of it. Like he's What like movie a... was that? She's all that. Oh. <laughs> some of the folks at home are getting these references. <laughs> Listen, video, I gotta drop some boys and girls on you. I've seen all of Freddie Prince Jr.'s work. Would you say you're a fan? No. <laughs> okay, then. But I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll move it on all right check out our Ospin uh podcast finny what was the ro- romantic comedy one gonna be called did i move you i thought that was the dramas it's definitely not did i smooch you oh the romance did i smooch you is not bad bro <laughs> what's romantic comedies what do you mean <laughs> what would we do for romantic comedies that's what, I was what asking. would that one be 
uh, uh, I don't know. Write in and tell us what your titles for these <laughs> these bonus episodes that we can do in the future. I can see all of the life force drain out of your face. <laughs> that was because uh, you know why. I'm flexing out of saying reach out for our email, which is D-I-S-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com, but it's just never going to happen. <laughs> Anyways, for anyone who hasn't heard the hook in the car story before, it's basically like a dude and a girl go to make out somewhere. They hear some scratching. It turns out that it's like a guy escaped from a prison with a hook in his hand. And then when they drop him off at the end of the night, they find the hook in the door. That's the whole bit. Oh. Well, you didn't... He doesn't kill. He doesn't kill him, but no, no, no. It's he just. It's supposed to be a close shave type story. Oh, kind of like that time that Dad picked up that hitchhiking guy off the side of the road with me and you in the car. It's not really like that in any <laughs> way, but yes, Kinda and <laughs> because that guy had hooks for feet? Question <laughs> mark. No, that was the guy that works at. Uh... Was it Santa's Village? And now no, I move guy. on. Hitting the eject button. Kapooj. Here we go. <laughs> the kids argue over the proper way to tell the story. And the important thing is, is that all of them are doing it boringly. And <laughs> Vinny, I don't know about Jennifer Love Hewitt's bangs in this movie. No, you're not. You're not digging the bangs. No, they look pretty bad. <laughs> Get ready, because I got about a million jokes about it. Can't wait. All right, Freddie Prince Jr. insists it's a true story, but Jennifer Love Hewitt thinks it's just a cock blocker for young women who want to get laid. No, for real. And then Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> thinks that all folklore comes from real incidences, so... It's, uh... be hard to look at Richard Gere in the eye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller is telling Ryan Philippi later that uh, she is going to be on Guiding Light in five years, which, like, Jesus Christ, lady, these are your dreams. Aim higher. <laughs> she fucking, listen, that's, I mean, it's pretty realistic, I guess, but, you know, we find out later that that wasn't even possible. Then <laughs> <laughs> she speculates about letting Philippi impregnate her and then heading yeah. off to rehab. And I'm like, man, I'm wondering how closely Reese Witherspoon was listening to this. Well, because he's supposed to be, she's like saying he's going to be like a number one draft pick out of like college for the Steelers or Cowboys. And I said, sorry, Ryan Philippi, but those QB spots will be taken for a while. <laughs> At the time, it's like, oh, man, I lost out of a starting job to Quincy Carter. <laughs> He was the best choice at the time. <laughs> he was not, and they decided that every year when they kept trying other people. <laughs> All right, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. go off alone, and she exposits that he's going to be a shitty writer. <laughs> I'm editorializing there. It's kind of funny. These people clearly have no vision for their dreams. Yeah. And then Love Hewitt breaks the first rule of horror movies by having sex with Freddie Prince Jr. on the beach. But it's cool because there's consent. I Yeah, this isn't a Vinny movie. Yeah, he asks, is this okay? And she's like, totally. And it's like, well, now it can be done. It's like, looks like the hook story didn't slow her down, huh? <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it just it just fuels her horniness even more. <laughs> Philippi is back at the car insisting he must drive drunk. I assume this is about a minute and thirty seconds after they started sex. And <laughs> goo, goo, goo. <laughs> Jennifer love you. <laughs> I mean, you try to last longer than 30 seconds. I looked at your bags. That bought me an extra 15. <laughs> yeah. If I just stare at them, <laughs> I could, like, really do some damage here. <laughs> it frames your face in a way where I'm realizing it's not quite big enough for your body. <laughs> so we know Jake is, like, you know, his least favorite hairstyle. <laughs> Yeah, bangs are rough, dude. Don't do them. All right, uh, let's see. Phil P's back in the car, insisting he must drunk drive, and then Sarah Michelle Geller convinces him to go in the back and fool around instead, and Freddie's in the driver's seat. Let's see how this pays off. Yeah, Ryan Phillippe will not let it down, though. He's just like, hey, hey, just because you're in the fucking drive doesn't mean you're driving a car. Yeah, and even when, like, he, no, <laughs> when he gets in the back and they start going, he's like, you're doing shitty. Look at you. Yeah, what the fuck you're doing, son of a bitch. He's like, I'm literally, I'm in the car. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm turning. He's like, you ain't turning shit. <laughs> fucking kill us. Maybe run over a guy. Be like, you're fucking, you don't even know how to steer. Look at you, you stupid son of a bitch. I love you so fucking much. I <laughs> <laughs> have moments like, look, you're swerving all over the road. <laughs> you fell. <laughs> beautiful man. You're so beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> And then he does on his shoulder. Yeah, pretty much. He doesn't remember it after either. And then after he pukes on his shoulder, that's when he crashes into the guy. <laughs> Hold on. Because <laughs> Philippi turns on some loud rock music. And then he does some woo girl shit hit out the uh, sunroof. And he's pretty much drinking like a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like freaking like got his thumb up on like the, the hose trying to like shotgun that liquor bottle yeah he's making some acting choices that were very familiar to me from my role as drunk santa and miracle on 34th street that's good performance was it though <laughs> <laughs> or was i a high school kid to play acting like a cartoon character i won't lie i mean like you literally like how you did your drunk ryan Philippi was similar to how you did drunk santa less crying they wouldn't have allowed that <laughs> <laughs> it's too real anyways he drops the bottle on freddy which distracts freddy long enough to hit a lonely fisherman yeah and that body goes flipping up on the hood and hits ryan Philippi. and jake at the speed that they're going i'm pretty sure ryan Philippi would be taking a ride too <laughs> yeah, no, he would have lost that hit his severed head would have been like 20 feet behind the car criticizing Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> you call that hitting a fucking body, you son of a bitch. It's like, you drive like a fucking grandma. My head should be a football field from here. <laughs> I'm gonna miss you so much. <laughs> Look at you, you son of a bitch. You got your head attached to a neck. 
<laughs> it's so beautiful back. Anyways, they get out of the car, and Philippi has blood on him, but it's not his. And Philippi's more upset about the car than the critically injured animal, they think. Because they're all immediately like, deer? Must have been a deer. You know how deers are always wearing fisherman outfits? <laughs> yeah, you know. Listen, as we'll see later in this movie, everybody has a slicker in this town. <laughs> That's so true. Now, Hewitt <laughs> finds a boot, and I was waiting for them to be like, oh my god, that deer's missing a boot! <laughs> <laughs> He's a size 12. That's a big fucking deer. Yeah, they walk off. <laughs> There's got to be three more of these strewn across the road somewhere. <laughs> now, they walk off a ways, and Hewitt gives a horror girl scream. And they find out that this deer looks more like a man. <laughs> it's amazing how sometimes they can just look like humans sometimes. Freddy, <laughs> once you hit them, <laughs> they're deers before you make contact, but then... That's that's a defense mechanism. <laughs> Every deer does it, trust me. <laughs> that's what I told the cops. They wouldn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, sure, he looks like a guy now. <laughs> Be like, if I hit him again, I better turn back into a deer. Hold on. Just run over his head and be like, did do anything? I get some distance. And I'd be like, if I hit the cop, will they turn into something else? <laughs> Anyways, Freddy checks his pulse, and he's human and dead. Yep. And, I mean, we all saw the trailers. Come on. Yeah, this is, okay. So, it breaks down in a sense of pretty normal talk. Because at first, it's like, all right, hit, you know, we don't want to do a hit run. We should definitely report this to the police. Yeah, that's Hewitt's stance pretty much immediately. But Philippi's mm-hmm. like, nuh-uh. And, like, pretty crazily, Freddie Prince Jr.'s, like, totally with him. No way. Yeah, they start because they're just like, oh, man. And everybody does it in all of these movies where it's just like, I hit this person. Uh, we're going to die for this. We're going to fry they don't live in Texas. They're not going to fucking put you in the death sentence for manslaughter. Yeah, like, at worst, Freddie Prince Jr. will probably lose his license. Like, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, like, so... He's like, oh my god, there's booze all over the car. It's like, I guess you never heard of a fucking breathalyzer. Yeah. There's all of these, like, smart tactics and things that you can more or less go through to be like, all right, the this this is gonna be okay. I mean, it sucks because this guy's fucking dead. And I'm gonna be traumatized for the rest of my life. But also, but... he's not. I mean, like, <laughs> well, granted, <laughs> I guess Freddy's real bad at checking pulses. Like, he was like, <laughs> he might as well been like grabbing that guy's crotch and be like, I don't feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's squeezing around. He's really fucking playing around there. It's just the like the guy's hey, like whispering himself, I don't feel anything either. Am I paralyzed? <laughs> I was going to take it in the opposite direction where he's like, wait a minute. Something's getting tighter down here. <laughs> Check the pulse faster. <laughs> Baby, tell me I'm a dirty boy. 
this deer's saying weird <laughs> shit to me. Philippi's like they always do. <laughs> so yeah, they go through the rigmarole of like more or less we gotta get rid of this body. Yeah, this is all like pretty tropes. Uh, tropey stuff too it's just like the kids arguing and being like no we must dump the body so yeah that's where they end up going like come on we all know it yeah so <laughs> i think it's crazy that freddy wants to dump this body though because i'm like he is nominally the good guy of this movie <laughs> yeah it's I, I don't... you know what's funny it's just like they go to that motion of being like, we dump the body, and the evidence washes away. And they're like... Are you dumping if, the car, too? Yeah. And then and then Freddie Prince Jr. goes, if they ever find him. It has like this weird look on his face, and it's just like, what is go- What are you talking oh, about? Well, yeah, because she's like, it'll take them like three weeks to find him. He's like, if ever. Yeah. And then he's like, like winking at a crab who's like, we'll take care of it, buddy. <laughs> me and my buddies don't worry anyways Freddie wants Hewitt to listen to reason because she's still arguing with them he's like I'm not as rich as you therefore manslaughter no big deal <laughs> and then Vinny so. a car comes up and we're supposed to pretend this car would not be able to see them dragging a body off the road because the camera's well, not looking at it. Yeah, they're like, if the camera can't see it, we can't see it either. Yeah. I'm just That's imagining just a big bang theory being like, I just like I saw you guys drag a body over there. Cause it's yeah, him No, the- you didn't? What's that? So like, no, you didn't. You saw us dragging a deer over the side. He's like, maybe before you hit it, but I see what it is now. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's Big Bang Theory of the truck, and they're pretending the Philippines puking over the guardrail, and then Freddy comes over to Big Bang Theory and says, how you doing, my kind sir? And he responds, yeah. I would be doing better if you fucked off. Yeah, he's like, fuck off, rich kid, and then Freddy Prince Jr.'s like, yes, sir, absolutely, I will fuck off, you are right, I am rich, and I'm an asshole. I was like, uh-huh. I thought he was just talking about how poor he is, he must be middle class. <laughs> guess so but like freddie prince jr is so out of character he's just like yes i i will yes you are absolutely right a hundred percent how this is what humans do what do i do with my hands after murder <laughs> back there's like what because that's how i'm talking Liz. <laughs> i got a real carolina accent anyways after he takes off the kids drive off to dumping body beach that's where everybody dumps their bodies off at Oyster Bay. Yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't named that, no one would even think of it. <laughs> now, before they do it, they notice a snake tattoo on his arm. And Hewitt wants to check his wallet to see who he is before they dump him. And I assume Freddy will check it to see if he has cash because he's so poor. <laughs> they No, because Ryan Phillippe is just like, no, let's not check it. We don't really want to know. And it's like, this is the sloppiest cover-up job Yes, you want to check the fucking ID, because if things come up in the news, you want to know if, like, yes, this guy was found. Yeah, here's the thing, though. If they come up and they say, listen, do you know a John Deere? In this case, a deer who walks around in a fisherman's sleeper. <laughs> They're like, uh, I definitely don't. 
You don't want to. You don't want to have recognition on your face when they ask you about it. That's yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's true. That's true. Because I just didn't see it that way. No offense to any of these four. They're all very attractive people. None of them are good enough actors to pull this off in the movie or in real life. That's true. All right, so they're ready to dump. All right, so the brunettes are having second thoughts, but the blondes decide to do the deed. And by then, I mean, Freddie and Je- Jennifer Love Hewitt are like, no, no. And then the other two are like, oh, splash. <laughs> Before they splash. Yeah, the guy's not quite as dead as they assumed. And he manages to grab the crown off Sarah Michelle Gellard's head. And insanely, Ryan Philippi dives in after to retrieve it. But before he does that, he does this weird, like, yell of, like, no! Yeah. Because, you know, evidence. They took the crown. <laughs> I guess that makes some sense, but, like, not that much. Because, <laughs> like, if the cops asked you about it, it'd be like, oh, you know, we, like, he had a crown. He'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, I drank too much and I threw that in the ocean. Big bang boom. It's the only thing that, yeah, it's the only thing that this drunk half dead you know fisherman was able to grab hold of when he was in the water <laughs> yeah whatever or maybe he maybe was that like oh crown... my god a raft <laughs> maybe that fucking crown weamed him in the head and that's how he fell in the <laughs> water <laughs> so he's like check this out qbr but job <laughs> <laughs> just like the fisherman's just kind of walking along the beach and he's like hey do you hear that weird like whizzing stuff <laughs> Into the ocean I go, Splash. (laughs) Anyways, he returns to the dock after he takes the the crowd out of the guy's hands. And thank God that issue's over, I guess. And they agree, as they're leaving, never to talk about it again. And Hewitt attempts to look sad as they leave, but cannot manage it. Mm -hmm. And then we're at one year later... Oh, but before that, Vinny, they, you, you can see the fidget spinner from the first scene lies on the ground, so... Oh. Oh. Yeah, we're at college now! There's an alternative cover of Hey Bulldog. Did you place that one too, Vid? No. All right, well. And Hewitt's bag situation has moderately improved. <laughs> she looks chalky, though. She looks, like, a lot more disheveled. Here's an interesting note that was really just me thinking out loud, I think. Should I say anything about the black roommate? I don't know. I still don't know. (laughs) She has a black roommate who's like, come on, girl, you're going to go back to town. I almost did the voice. I don't like what happened there. Oh, look what you did. Come on. You should have never talked about her. She makes fun of her for being white. No further comment. (laughs) I think if I murdered someone, I would probably never go back to that town. That's just the thought I was having here. Yeah, even if my roommate's, like, pushing my ass to, like, leave, I'd be like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. I'm staying here. Yeah, you could pretty much get away with it, too, by just, like, being like, oh, like, something awful happened to me in that town. See, I never went to college, so it's like, I never really felt... It was so hard to resist saying, you don't say... Ouch. Um, <laughs> and so I don't know what it feels like where there's like people are like, well, I'm going to go away and you should get out of the dorm and like go see your family and whatnot. To me, man, it'd be pretty fucking cool to be on that campus by yourself. I think 
Everyone says that because they watch the Harry Potter movies and, like, those kids get up to all sorts of stuff, but that's not really what it's like when no one's on campus. It's pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. You just end up, like, let's say theoretically walking around campus at three in the morning, smoking cigarettes, feeling depressed. Oh. Oh. Let's say theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Now, anyways. I never got that, I never had that experience. (laughs) He was heading home, and she got a fun hat for the trip. (laughs) (laughs) And her mom is so happy those bangs are covered when she gets home. And Really, all over those bangs. They're pretty rough. He doesn't want to talk about monkfish, so her mom assumes she's on drugs. Yeah, it's the go-to. And in response to this, Vinny, the bangs are out and a problem. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And Hewitt tells her mom it's been a rough year since she murdered that guy. And then her mom's like, what? And she's like, oh, oh, I... (laughs) She's like, was that part not in parentheses? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't supposed to say out loud. Shit. It's like, sometimes you say the stage directions. Whoops. (laughs) Anyways, her mom tells her that she has a letter, and strangely, this one is covered in blood and fish guts. (laughs) And deer hair? (laughs) Yeah, a couple of deer hair. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, her mom tells her she sure she sure has been distant since she murdered that guy. Also in parentheses, I assumed. <laughs> just fucking terrible, man. They gotta stop saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. That's just how teenagers are. Now, Vinny, I guess we gotta roll credits here because the letter, of course, says, I know what you did last summer. We did it, guys. That's the end of the episode. We're done. Yeah, unfurl the George W. Bush mission accomplished sign. It's funny though because as soon as she like she reads those words, she starts panicking, and her mom's like, "Who's the letter from?" And she's just, "Well, actually, Jennifer Love Hewitt asked the mom like, where did this come from? Who is this?'" And it's like if she showed her mom the letter, all her mom would be like, "I know what you did last." Su- I don't get it. I mean, pretty hilariously, later, Philippines like, we did lots of things this summer. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, she's the one that's putting weight to those words. You know what she's really worried about is she's going to, like, unfurl the paper further, and it's going to say, you didn't get a decent haircut. (laughs) Ugh, those bangs. (laughs) So it's it's like, I don't know. And a disapproving deer face next to it. (laughs) crudely drawn deer yeah they don't draw so good even when they're humans <laughs> anyways Hewitt stares at the letter that night wondering which murder this is about <laughs> how many murders have happened recently within that year <laughs> she's like the carnival worker no the fireman probably not that drifter I picked up yeah, there you go. That's awesome because I forgot about that. <laughs> Anyways, we're back in town the next day, and she goes to Billy Madison's girlfriend's clothing store to find out Sarah Michelle Geller's New York phone number. But surprise, she's right over there. Yeah, so it didn't really quite work out for her. Yeah, although Geller lights up and is like, oh my god, I haven't seen you since the murder. God, stop saying that out loud. 
And Jeff, <laughs> nobody does parentheses in this town. <laughs> Jeff Love Hewitt shows her the note, and Geller hilariously says, we were so careful. I wrote, no, you were not. Yeah. <laughs> like, you dragged the body in full view with someone. You left him alive, and you let him get fingerprints all over your crowd. No, you were not. <laughs> So it didn't help that when you were dragging him, you smacked his body and head on like all the steps on the way down. So left a blood trail. Sure, you left his antlers on the road. <laughs> You're supposed to take those for yourself. It's a trophy. <laughs> Anyways, they decide to go show Philippi, and Geller smokes a cigarette on the way to Philippi's mansion. So we know she's having a rough time. And then Philippi is wearing a tank top and sunglasses. So ditto for him, Vin. Yeah, I wrote, Ryan Philippi, a QB body, you do not. <laughs> and he's skeptical about the letter, and also he has notes about Hewitt's haircuts, because I was like, yeah, see? Not the only one who noticed. <laughs> My God. People, pause the episode, take a moment to look at Jennifer Love Hewitt in this Above movie. the neck. I, I, don't, uh, I don't think the bangs are that bad. Awful, awful bangs. You're just saying that because, you know what, her hair in, was it, can't hardly wait, is like bouncy. It's like a flowy hair. I don't, it's not, <clears throat> what is, there's no, like, nice, What it's like, oh, I don't, let's say, like, someone has a too big forehead, a too small bottom of their face, <laughs> and all of it's not proportional with the rest of their body. Let's say that person is called Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yeah bangs don't help they just accentuate all that but anyway uh philippi suggests the note could also be about anything because they did so many things last summer see and then hewitt reveals she found out the name of the guy when they found him weeks after they dumped the body so sorry about that freddie prince jr <laughs> <laughs> she tries to deliver some serious dialogue a little bit past her acting range and then Hewitt thinks someone must have seen them dump the body. But Philippi's like, why would they wait here to send the letter? And then he immediately is like, never mind, it's Big Bang Theory. Let's go beat the shit out of him. <laughs> because that's how we fix all of our problems. Yeah, I imagine he's gone through a year where you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm out of orange juice. Let's go beat up Big Bang Theory and then buy some more. <laughs> Big Bay Theory, just like he's never recovered, like his black eyes or like broken arms. He's like, oh shit, what went wrong in his life today? <laughs> Anyways, he goes to visit Big Bang Theory, who's moving fish buckets around as if he's. And already Big Bang Theory is like flinching. He's like, it's not the toilet paper again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he looks like he's the first witness on Law and Order because he's moving oh. stuff while he's talking to them. That's a, that's a good trope. And Philippi's interrogation style is to immediately threaten him with a hook and then leave. This produces no new information. Yeah, and then as soon as, like, Ryan Philippi leaves, like, fucking Big Bang Theory is just like, I'll fucking cut you! And you're like, he's got, like, the hook. And I'm like, you are the least threatening person in this movie. <laughs> right next to Freddie Prince Jr., yeah, I mean, it's easier to be, like, a tough guy once the Philippi leaves. 
You say that when the Philippines in the room. Nobody does. <laughs> Anyways, Phil P decides that the hook threatening was enough to address the note situation. Yeah, he's like done and done. <laughs> he's like that. Actually, that actually took care of like three other issues I had going on too. <laughs> He's like, well, my list is done for the day. He's like, let's just say my lawn will be mowed from here on out this summer. <laughs> anyway, so on their way out to the docks, they see Freddie Prince Jr. in a black tank top, and he's a fisherman now. <laughs> yeah, he does not he does not look like the fisherman. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hair that doesn't work, Vin, how about all that product in that fisherman's hair? <laughs> It's only slightly messed up in a skew, Jake. Yeah. So that lasts about <laughs> ten minutes on a boat. <laughs> yeah, almost immediately. He's like looking for like one like little wave to come over the edge and he'd be like, Oh no. I'm imagining him like trying to put that hair gel with like fish guts on his fingers in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is just fish guts. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 nature's uh, fucking pomade. Yeah, he could be like out on the boat, just like what a hot day, and like uh oh. <laughs> oh man, he's like we don't call that bedhead, that's fishhead. Now, anyways, Freddie's doing the uh, the Law and Order walk and talk now as he's moving some crates around, and it's just him and Jennifer Love Hewitt, and he tells Hewitt, "Gee, I'm real sorry about murdering that guy." She's like, "I don't blame you anymore. Then I blame myself." Then runs off to change out of the overall she's been wearing. Do you not like the overall she's wearing? Oh my god, <laughs> I thought I listen, I thought her clothing combination. I don't know. That's real bitchy for this one, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> my goodness. It sounds like grandma took notes for us. Anyways, back in the Gotta ice. get her on the pod someday. <laughs> oh man, she'd be wild. Back in the ice house, the music gets scary, so we know Big Bang Theory is not long for this world. And he puts the hook in a block of ice, but it disappears as he's loading up some fish. Then he looks around suspiciously at nothing. It's just all of a sudden, he's like, wow, the music on the soundtrack's gotten weird. <laughs> so yeah, he just noticed. He's just like, wait, what's that noise? And that Vinny, the New York Islanders 1990s mascot, comes out of nowhere and hooks him in the face. Nice. And later that night, Philippi is getting some kickboxing practice in, which immediately made me start laughing. Yeah, because I didn't realize that quarterbacks, you know, their workout consisted of kickboxing. It must be like the future, right? Because you want a quarterback that he'll be able to defend himself when a linesman comes. Just do a good old roundhouse kick to him. I know what it really is, and it's why I laughed the, like the second his foot hit the stupid speed bag. It's because somebody in marketing was like, kids don't do regular boxing. Our research says they're into extreme sports and kickboxing. The director's like, we gotta give the kids what they want. Oh boy. That's how this shit happens. Now, the music I mean... gets creepy at his locker, and... Vinny, we get some slight beefcake action here as he gets in the shower. A little something for the ladies and some of the men. Nice. And a shadow moves in the distance. And when... Not nice. Nope, not as much. <laughs> Unless it's like somebody coming to get a better look. <laughs> also, not nice, though. He didn't consent. How dare you? <laughs> That's right. 
They'll peep in and hear, Mr. Slicker. Yeah, no matter how beautiful and sculpted it is. Now, when he goes back to his locker, there is a Polaroid of the car from the night they dumped the body that says, I know on it. Um, just... <laughs> I, I tried to piece this in because I wasn't thinking about this right. at the time. How, how did he get the <laughs> shot? <laughs> I'm just imagining while they're arguing about dumping him in the ocean, he was like, just pull out my camera real quick and get a shot of the car. <laughs> this will really creep him out later. <laughs> they're like, did something, did you just hear like a whirring of a camera? And he like chucks it aside. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah wait <laughs> we talk about schemes on this podcast yeah this one doesn't I mean, it's just it make just any sense it doesn't add up anyways uh let's see the guy has taken his jacket and then his car and he backs down the road and philippi goes to chase it and then like a moron he stands in front of the car like he doesn't know that cars go in multiple directions <laughs> the car attempts to the car attempts to run him down and then crashes him through a wall, and he remains a ride Philippi through all of this. So, yeah, man, he sculpted out of perfection. You can't really bring a Ryan Philippi down. Yeah, can't make him into a deer either. <laughs> now he lies on the ground bleeding, and the Islanders mascot walks towards him slowly while he yells for help. And Philippi, the Islanders mascot. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the 1990s Islanders mascot. No, no, no. He's yelling for help. Oh, well, Philippi does. Okay. It'd be funny if the Islanders mascot was like, hey, help me come kill this kid. <laughs> like, Ryan Philippi and Hal, let's do it. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for what you did to Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he takes his hook out, and then Philippi's like, listen. The murder was a real oopsie-daisy. <laughs> and then we fade to black. And then we cut to the hospital where Philippi is telling the others he couldn't see the face of the guy. And then he decides that because Freddy is a fisherman, he's the prime suspect now. Yeah. What'd you think about this leap in logic, Vin? It's not great. And you know what? He goes wholehearted into it in a little bit, so... I mean, he's not exactly a genius. Let's say that. Yeah, I mean, he puts most of his time into the speed bag, not his brain. <laughs> now, Freddy wants to go to the cops, which, like, immediately would tell me he's probably not the murderer. But uh, yeah. Philippi demurs, and then Philippi posits there are probably just one or two more murders from getting out of this one. That's yeah. That's all we gotta do. It's just like, like if we got a couple, <laughs> if we got a body count going on. No one will fucking like, think about the guy we hit. We made a real mistake. We killed one guy. Another guy saw it. He's threatening us. It's like no problem. We kill this guy. I bet nobody else will see it. Only unless if someone sees that, and then now we gotta kill that guy later. <laughs> and like suddenly you're like twenty five bodies deep. Where does the rabbit hole end? <laughs> like, why? Why is everyone so good at witnessing murders in this town? I mean, it helps when you do it right in front of these people. <laughs> yeah. They should stop doing them in front of department stores. 
Anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller helpfully suggests bothering the family of the guy they killed might do something. <laughs> These kids are such assholes. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not great. Now, Hewitt pulls up the information on her 1990s laptop, although about 100 times faster than they could have then. Whoa, internet. You think it'll ever take off? Yeah, maybe. I mean, like... <laughs> If you get the America Online thing, like, in the mail, like, the the CD, you get it for a couple hours free. It's pretty wild. You can get it's one, maybe two nude pictures in that time. <laughs> oh, man. That just takes me back to our old gateway computer we used to have. Yeah, I remember. I riddled that thing with malware like crazy. And see. Uh, the guy that they killed was engaged to some girl who got into a car accident and died. He had Vinny. Sadly, this will all come up later. Now they- Not too long, though. No. Now, they printed out what I was assumed would be their MapQuest directions to head to the house. And they drive down the dirt road to his mother's house? Question mark? I think it ends up being his sister, actually. And guess what? We get a little visit from our uh, friend here, Anne Heche. Okay. You jumped ahead on me a little bit. So, <laughs> before they go in, Geller's like, uh, we should have a plan like Angela Lansbury does, but I think she's forgetting which side of the law Lansbury's on in that show. Oh, whoops. <laughs> and then they go knock on the door, and no one answers, so they head around back and find a gaunt-looking Anne Heche, as Vinny says. Yeah. And they lie about needing to use the phone, and Hesh takes them inside. Hesh, Hesh, Hesh takes them and inside. <laughs> nope, that's how it is now. It's like thrash, right? And thrash, and Hesh, and Hesh. Uh, they make up fake names, and Gallery gets jump scared by a fisherman's coat, and then <laughs> Hesh has a southern accent, which makes me wonder where this is supposed to be taking place. As I said before, and then Hesh tells Hewitt her mom. Went to the crazy house because they killed her brother. And then she offers to make them tea while they wait for AAA. And then Geller tries to find out if the brother had any friends. And Hesh is like, well, there was this one guy I fucked for a bit after he died, but that kind time kind of came and went. Yeah, and Hesh, she's like, she doesn't really have an answer. She's like, yeah, my brother. He had friends, right? Friends? Uh... Uh, what? No. And then, like, we we cut back, and it's like, that's why he's on the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Ma's friends tricked him to go out there. (laughs) Anyways, they get the name of the side piece and head back to the car, and the name is Billy Blue. Unfortunately, it's important later. In the car, Hewitt's like, man... Seeing his sister, it's kind of making me feel like we killed a real person. (laughs) And then Hesh, Hesh, comes out of nowhere and jump scares them to hand them their cigarettes. They're like, oh, the car's fine now. And she's like, funny how that happens. Yeah, it's funny. She like comes up and she's just like, hey, you forgot this. It's like, they always have that jump scare in the movies where like someone hits the car really hard. So I was ex- with Anne Hash's like energy. I thought she was gonna like punch the cigarettes through the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> then be like, "Excuse me, 
Is this Cape Cod? Because then why am I talking like this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is it the keys? I don't know where I am. She's like, it's definitely not West Coast. There be palm trees. <laughs> I'm from the bayou? Question mark. <laughs> What's the gator situation? <laughs> It's like, just pets are like, are they pretty much around? My God. So they're about to say something really fucked up, and I wrote some pretty funny notes on this. Yeah, Yeah, because later that night, Geller's like, hey, I got a new theory. Maybe you wanted to die. Yeah, I'm like, there's your scapegoat for the police. (laughs) We were helping him. (laughs) Have you ever considered... Maybe he wanted to be hit by our car. You could just say, we gave this man a helping hand. It's like, Jesus, you kids are so pants. Yep, maybe they do deserve to fry. <laughs> and then she tells Hewitt, man, we're not as close since we killed that guy. And Hewitt has no response. She leaves Geller alone. In her house, Geller's dad is watching baseball. Yeah, he's watching, like... This is like the 1990s, but the graphics on the uh, screen, Jake, were, looked like like 70s baseball. <laughs> this is before HD television, so unfortunately, that's how all of it looked at the time. In the 90s, even like yeah. with the like the box score like that. Yeah, no, that looks like 1990s college baseball to me. Okay, then. Anyways, the fisherman comes in without the dad noticing because it's a really good game. And then Geller pours some product placement into a glass, and then she heads upstairs, but the fisherman's already waiting up there. Yeah, inside the closet. Yeah, doing some, like, Black Christmas-style breathing in there, like, (sighs) Yeah, but, I mean, all that breathing is, I mean, it's like Sarah Michelle Geller is undressing in front of him, so it's like, he whispers to himself, fuck yes! He's like, looks like it's time to check the old pulse. (laughs) I wish Frey Prince Jr. was over here. <laughs> and he's like, Buck Snort, Buck Snort, getting excited. <laughs> paw the ground, paw the ground. <laughs> he just starts headbutting the closet. <laughs> Anyways, her sister jump scares her and then tells her she needs to be at the store for inventory by 10 tomorrow. Vinny, in my past life, I worked retail. Nobody does inventory at fucking 10 in the morning. It doesn't make any sense. You count it when people won't be there, because otherwise you have to close your store. Now, Geller can't go because she has a parade to to attend as the queen. So I know what happened. Kevin Williamson is like, well, I need the sister to have some reason to come to the store, but I don't know anything about retail. So inventory? That's something they do, right? Yeah, kind of, but you don't... Mm. Yeah, the easy thing to do would have been, like, Jen called out, I need you to cover her shift. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Oh, well, we're about 20 years too late on this one. Anyway, she goes to sleep. <laughs> could have warned him. <laughs> if video, I have to assume the fisherman accidentally fell asleep in the closet, too. <laughs> she just fell asleep on a stack of, like, teddy bears or something in there. He's like... <gasps> <laughs> so, I know what so you did nothing... last summer. I know what you did last summer. 
Did you like that? <laughs> eh. Ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Anyways, she wakes up with the crown on her head and some of her hair cut off in a way that suspiciously looks like her season two haircut of Buffy. <laughs> I just think it would be... It's funny because he's like standing there like cutting her hair and it's just like... How many times has she tossed and turned? He's like, son of a bitch. You fucking don't move. You God He's damn like, it. Stop, man. It'll end up looking like Hewitt's. A bu- 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 boom. <laughs> Other note I have, it's either him or Hewitt did it in revenge for her own hair. <laughs> That's a good note. Um, it'd be even funnier, though, if she turned over and he accidentally stabbed her. And he's like, what? Uh, what? Yeah, he's like, like well, you know we're going to get there anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it lipstick on the mirror, it says soon, and she smashes it with her fists. And Hewitt has decided to address her hair situation with tighter shirts. Vinny, it is effective. It's not bad. She rushes off to see Geller, and there is a weird clicking in her car. And she goes to check the trunk, where she finds Big Bang Theory covered in a million crabs. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's a fucking scene. I read that she was so bothered by the dummy of Johnny Galecki in there that he like called her that night to be like, it's me, Johnny Galecki. Aww. I'm still alive, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's kind of cute. As if the producers of this movie were like, let's really fucking kill him. <laughs> let's fucking kill him and stuff his body in this truck with these crabs. But I gotta feed my crabs somehow. I mean, her reaction to it was pretty, uh, pretty great. But Jake, can can you, mm, Jake, can you explain what happens next? That's uh, pretty great. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. She shuts her trunk and runs off to see the blondes, and they trudge back to the car, and the body is missing now, and all the crabs too. Vinny, I imagine just behind them, the crabs are waddling off into the distance. <laughs> They're just taking John Glucky's fucking body off to... <laughs> I can see removing the body, but there are so many crabs. And they scuttle around. You can't collect them that easy. Jake. Jake, I, I paused the movie and sat there and scratched my head. I said, wait a minute, movie. <laughs> or even wait better, like... The killer's, like, grabbing the crabs and, like, they keep, like, pinching his hands. And he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So they get back, there's, like, some guy whose hand just swelled up to the size of, like, a watermelon, think, like, oh, hello, kids, going for a walk, not with crabs. I I think that's the thing, too, is that what, what people here who are listening don't understand is she, she parked the car in front of someone's house in front of, like, in a neighborhood. Sure. So it's oh, like, somebody done. ran out, they're <laughs> like, ooh, free crabs. <laughs> Like, nobody saw this, like, man, like, come up and, like, take the dead body and the crabs out of the trunk. Also, the trunk's not wet when they open it the second time. I feel That's like completely the easier clean. thing would be for him to have stolen the exact same car as hers. And then just moved her car when she left. That'd be pretty tricky where he's just like, he did the research of like, all right, this is the kind of car she drives, so <laughs> I'm going to do a little switcheroo. Yeah, a little misdirection. It makes no fucking sense. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Hewitt says, he took your jacket and your hair and my trunk. 
all of our favorite things. Especially the trunk. And then she does the, what are you waiting for, gift that we all know. Mm-hmm. And then they go to see Freddy, and Philippi punches him immediately. And Freddy's like, I got a letter too. Philippi's like, Freddy killed Big Bang Theory, and more importantly, he stole my jacket. <laughs> Fucking, where's that jacket going to end up? <laughs> Covered in crabs, that's what. <laughs> now they go to look up the suspect in Geller's sister's yearbook, and the blondes are going to the parade, but Freddy wants to go to the cops. But Hewitt's like, no, I have no morals at this point in the script. I just want to ID this guy pretty much to womp him. So I guess she was really emotionally attached to that drunk, Vin. I mean, she was so fucking distraught. What she did. <laughs> She'll never forget that dead body in her trunk. Until later, because he's going to prop that thing up like a puppet in like the crowd. Because at this point, it's just like, if people didn't see him move it, like they could probably get fooled. Yeah, Big Bang Theory's body is just walking around town like it's weakened at Bernie's now. <laughs> it's just being, it's being hovered around by the crabs. Like the crabs are just like piloting his body now. <laughs> <laughs> I am human. How are you? Everyone's like, that's weird. I thought he was a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Geller's doing some waving from the parade float while everyone wonders why there's a cut up guy in front of it because Ryan Phillippe's in the front of it. It's just like, is he the bodyguard? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, just like cut to shit. And then Geller spots a fisherman in the crowd. And sends Philippi after him. I guess forgetting what fucking town they're in. So yeah, it's like it's like everybody's like equipped with a slicker in this town. Yeah, this is a, a little less sophisticated version of like the masks and scream. I think. Now he chases him down the docks and tackles him, but Vinny, it's just an old. And then he was just an old. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> old and old. And he would spring in the yearbook to add Hesh to ID the murderer, but no answer when she knocks on the door again. And there's a dead turkey hung up in a tree. He may not be part of this. No. He was, uh, like, stopped the clock for turkey. So, do they have turkeys in North Carolina? Or is this Delaware? No, they got turkeys. Because, I mean, there's, like, you know, forests out in Carolina. Vinny, Nova Scotia? Maybe. Anyways, Hewitt goes around back to look for Hash. And then Hash comes at her with a knife drawn for some reason. And she looks all crazy. Then it cuts back to the parade. And Geller keeps looking around, but this town's just kind of lousy with fucking fishermen. And then one of the fishermen dangles a hook at her threateningly from a balcony. And back at Shiz, crazy sister, Hash is cutting up some fish. And Hewitt tells her, her brother didn't die from an accident. And Hash is like, yeah, I know, he killed himself. And he's like, he left a note. Now, she hid, it for the, she hid it from the insurance company so she could collect the money. And the suicide note is actually a threat note, but Vinny, I didn't write it down at the time, and HBO Max is not so great at Rewind. Did you happen to get a note on what the note was? No. Uh-oh. I think it... <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh-oh, Whoops. folks. Hold on. Suicide note. Can I ask you a question, Vinny? When it actually unfurls everything here, were you able to, like, piece together what had happened? Uh, yeah, kind of. But I, I still, like, I was very much like, if this isn't linked to who they fucking killed... Then what does this? I mean, I get, I get it. It's a red herring, but it, it still it makes no fucking sense. Oh no, it's pretty wild. Cause it's just like, okay, there's this guy, and he's on the rocks in the beginning. Okay, and he wait. Kills so do himself. you? Uh, why don't we get into it? Because like, it's pretty important to the rest of this. What we find out is Hewitt's like, well, what about like uh, the snake tattoo on his arm? And Hash is like, he didn't have a snake tattoo on his arm. So Yeah, he have shit. Here's the deal. The guy at the beginning of the movie who's like playing with the doohickey, he he killed his girlfriend in an accident. It was his fiance, right? They were supposed to get married. And then yeah. <laughs> that girl's father was angry at him. So at the start of the movie, the girl's father kills that guy, and then they accidentally hit the girl's father thinking it's this other guy. That's the long and short of it. Vinny, that's fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> fucking... That this fucking guy, like... He just killed what was supposed to be his future son-in-law, and he's, like, whistling to himself, like, walking back to the road. <laughs> and then they fucking clip him with their night car. Here. And then, like, when he comes to in the ocean, he's like, these fucking car accidents won't stop. <laughs> he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll wait a year, and then I'll make them pay for it. I just, uh... I guess because, I feel... also, he killed his future son-in-law a year after that accident, so, like, he's like, unfortunately, I must wait 364 days. Yeah, I cannot emerge or people are going to start looking for me but i mean like if this was like i bet he saw like philippine drunk driving and like smashing through mailboxes all year like <laughs> you son of a bitch just three months left <laughs> <laughs> just never fucking learns <laughs> i just love that it was a killer that they thought they killed and then like when I just imagine, like, after they dump the body, like, some other drunk teenagers hit them. <laughs> oh, my God. Just cover this up and drop their bodies on the water, too? Eventually, there's, like, 25 cars, like, parked back on this road. There's just a line stacked up. It's like, listen, you're going to have to wait. The river's pretty full of bodies right now. <laughs> Oh, man. That's some well-fed crabs in this place. Anyways. <laughs> um, Keller's doing... So the light bulb goes off. And it's time to move on here. Yeah. I had not peer pieced all this together, by the way. Christina looked it all up on Wikipedia while I was watching the movie. I was pretty fucking baffled myself. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? 
Yeah, I was like, oh my god, the guy they thought they killed wasn't the guy. Why does it matter? Yeah. Back at the pageant, Philippi is trying to calm down Geller, who's telling him about the hook guy, and Geller gets brought out on stage while Philippi claps half-heartedly from a balcony. And some lady sings off-key for her talent while Geller smirks. And the fisherman... Yeah, because she's just like, woof. This town definitely still needs my talents. I also thought the lady looked about 15 years, like, too old to be in this pageant, but let's say no more on that. <laughs> Geller screams out for Philippi because the fisherman comes up behind him, but he's catching a hookin'. Yeah, she's screaming like, up there! No, Ryan Philippi, and it's like Sarah Michelle Geller. Nobody can hear the murder because you're screaming too loud. I was gonna say the crowd holds her back because unfortunately this is part of the pageant. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, a cop stops her to be like, "Excuse me, what's the problem here?" And she takes him upstairs, but Philippi's body is gone. And the cops like, "No one is up here, ergo, no one has ever been up here. Case solved." He's the best detective in the town. Defund the police. <laughs> wink, wink to our conservative <laughs> listeners. The cop offers to drive Geller home while the host takes her... What? Oh, the cop offers to take Geller home while the host takes her crown back from her. Not crime, autocorrect. And Geller's... Whoops. Yeah, that was a confusing note. Geller's telling the cop about the fishermen on the way but he's busy slagging her about her hair. <laughs> As if he's a me talking about Jennifer Love <laughs> Just can't fucking escape it. Then he suggests uh, that this sounds like the old urban legend with the guy with the hook for the hand, except it doesn't really at all. He's like, must have heard the story wrong. <laughs> he's like, you know how like that guy was killing like, a guy, right? <laughs> and then he gets hit by some people. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, that just sounds idiotic. And it's just like, yeah, I know we would make a movie like that. And then everybody stares at the screen. Anyways, the roadie tries to go down his clothes, so he goes down a back alley instead. And Vinny, you have to imagine if there was any road closures, a fucking cop would know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not this one. Nope. And while Geller keeps going on about Philip, he's like, fine, I'll put a search out for your boyfriend you personally witnessed get murdered. As if he's doing or her a favor. Say. Yeah. And there's a fisherman waiting out for him, and he's like, that's probably unrelated. Yeah, she gets out, and he's like, what seems to be the problem here? And, like, Sarah Michelle Geller's just like, oh, I'm onto this. And she starts screaming at the cop, like, behind you. And he's like, behind me? Yeah. There's only a fisherman who needs help <laughs> behind me. To be fair, the fisherman is in front of him. Oh. <laughs> and unfortunately, this yelling only distracts him long enough to get a hook to the neck. Which he was not exposed for a second ago. So she's in the back yeah. of the cop car so she can't get out. And the fisherman's taking his time making sure his hook's real clean for this next killing. But yeah. then she manages to break the windows and climb out the back. And let's see. He was doing some more computer sleuthing. Wrongly assuming I care about this backstory. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about this either. I was impressed that Sarah Michelle Geller was able to slip out of the back of that uh, 
that window that she smashed out and her hands and knees were not totally cut to shit after the glass shards. I read that a lot of people are uh, big fans of this chase scene. And I did note at some point, I was like, man, she's put up more of a fight than I would expect. Yeah, I mean, she makes it into almost two, three scenes before, you know. Yeah, she's. we got some stuff to get through, so let's do it. Because Geller runs to her sister's store while the fisherman pursues. And she knocks on the door, but her sis- sister forgot her keys on the other side of the room. It- and she's like, hold up, let me go get those keys. And then she starts walking, and she's like, nah, fuck, these are the wrong keys. And she goes all the way back to the back of the store. And Well, by the time she gets to the door, Sarah Michelle Geller's body's just gutted. <laughs> I was going to say, like, she reached into her pockets for her keys, but unfortunately that's where she keeps her olive oil. So <laughs> the keys just slipped out of her hands when she did manage to get a hold of them. Just oopsie daisies, just fumbling these keys all in my fucking hands. It's like, now the olive oil's all over me, so I'm just sliding across this floor. And she just starts belly sliding up and down the stuff. <laughs> it's like, a real scene. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Anyways, eventually her sister lets her in, and her sister acts more skeptically than any other person in the world actually would. If you were like, someone's trying to kill me. You wouldn't be like, okay, oh, you mean someone's chasing you at night and trying to kill, oh my god, that actually sounds horrifying. Yeah, she's just like, she's so easy to write it off. It's like, this is like the third time this week that you've come up with saying someone's trying to kill me. You need new material. (laughs) Geller goes upstairs to call the police, but downstairs the sister tries to lock the other door, but the fisherman is already inside. And he shows her the hook before he slashes her, <laughs> so she knows what's coming. Like, he's like, yeah, see so this? Not- she's like, yeah, <laughs> I do. He's already inside, and he's also about to be inside her. So. Oh, boo. <laughs> I gotta say, the fisherman's pretty fucking uh, strong, because he's able to like heave ho like, the sister with one arm. <laughs> I mean, he's used what? to like hauling big old fish, right? If he's catching tuna or... Uh, what do they catch up north? <laughs> Haddock? Oh, Halibut? Tuna? Nah, maybe the water's too Tuna's cold. Tuna's down tuna. south. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in Carolina. Marlins? We don't know where they no, are, Finn. Let's be real. That's a good point. They're in the Bermuda Triangle, as far as we know. <laughs> now, Geller hangs up the phone, distracted by her sister's death rows, and the fisherman drags her body through the store. And she walks through the store where a bunch of mannequins are covered in plastic, so you kind of know where this is going. Yeah, she stares directly at the mannequin, and she's like, I know he's there. And then, boom, he is there. Yeah, the the lights are turned off, and, hey, one of those mannequins looks like a fisherman. I mean, listen, it's not like there hasn't been time at the middle of the night where I have to go downstairs in my basement right. and double check to make sure that the door is locked. And it's like, I look and back at that. All your mannequins are just covered in plastic down there. I have that witch that's covered in the blanket. Yeah. And plus that one that's out. Oh my God. It's not a witch. It's a fisherman. I'm just saying, folks, I look back at that fucking witch like one of these days, man. It's it's going to be that fucking burglar that I've like just he got inside. Now, Vinny, he jumps out, but he immediately gets tangled up with the plastic. And then I assume the plastic also slides on the olive oil. 
Whoa! Whoa! Oh no! Down the stairs! Oh, I dropped my hook. No, I didn't. It's in my arm. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh god! It went all the way through. Oh my god! It hooked through the other arm too. The arms are stuck together. How do I get it out? Just whack it against the wall, I guess. (laughs) It's in my ankle now. It's turned into a real pretzel kind of situation. This is a real hook twister. It's the new it's the new gaming craze. Now Geller tries to escape via a dumbwaiter question mark. And the fisherman yeah. has her cornered upstairs, but she manages to crawl out a window and then drop down into some trash in the alley. And she's all groggy, but she manages to pull herself up and runs to the road and Jennifer Love Hewitt is as late for the beauty pageant as a 1990s dad is for for baseball games. Yep. I just Oh, you're you're talking about Hook. Yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get it though. You get the main one. They always yeah, do that late dad thing where one. it's not only like late but also everyone's gone for hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like woof. Well, I feel like an asshole. Yeah, there's like not even any proof anyone was ever here. Yeah, just like that asshole that's lighting off those fireworks and it's giving away Sarah Michelle Gellar's fucking Spotify day. <laughs> well, she goes to follow though, because she's like, fireworks equals people. Let's do this. But then there's a prey going down the main road, and she stops last minute to check behind her, but the fisherman gets the drop on her, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, she doesn't go out gruesome. She just uh, kind of looks like she's fighting in like a corner of tires, and then that's it. <laughs> now, some that's that's her fate. <laughs> I imagine someone in the parade mutters to his friend, "Man, the fireworks sound an awful lot like murder this year." That's yeah. <laughs> Could have sworn I heard some fucking shrill screaming uh, in between those fireworks. Now, Hewitt looks around for her friend, but she's down to only oh, actually, Freddie Prince like, Jr., which is pretty rough. Yeah, I actually wrote a note saying, it's like, wow, you know, it helps that the murderer is stabbing her to the beat of those drums in the parade that's going by. <laughs> He's like, I was in band. All right, proceed. Now, we're supposed to think that Freddie Prince Jr. is the killer because Scream came out two years before this, but come on. So yeah, he's got he's got a real Mark Wahlberg kind of expression of like, "What? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> no." <laughs> yeah. He tells Freddie some other guy killed the fisherman and then they killed him or nah, I don't care. And then yeah. he would notice Freddie's boat is named Billy Blue and that he was the one who was fucking hash. <laughs> And Freddy's like, no, you misunderstand. I did hit that, but <laughs> he chased. I know Sarah Michelle Geller was gonna call him up on, <laughs> on fucking DRL for a bit. <laughs> Just like, hey, hey, Carson, you know this guy's fucking hash. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, just like who's like Tony Soprano's friend? <laughs> hey. Anyways, Freddy we, chase- we figured it out. <laughs> Hewitt runs away, and Freddy chases after her, and then some guy knocks him down. 
and the guy tells her to go to his boat to call the police, but then she sees the fisherman outfit there, and... I mean, there's so many fishermen, it's not... It's not that incriminating. It's like, they're just like, is it this fisherman? No. How is it? How about this? Is it this fisherman? And that's Freddie Prince Jr. It's like, no. How about this random guy? Like, if the, maybe if his coat said, "Yup, it's me." <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. Is like, so here we are. That's the it's the actual like appearance, and it's just like, "Yup, I'm the killer," and we're all like, oh, "Okay, dude." Like, I mean, it, I guess it would have helped if we actually got to see your your face. He's like, it's me, the killer. You all worked it's out like, the plot by now, and it's like some of us didn't really try, unfortunately. <laughs> I remember so, the joke I wanted to make now. At some point, I was like, Kevin Williamson's going to get a crumpled up note for me that's just going to say, simplify your fucking plot. <laughs> He's gonna be like, I, this is like the seventeenth one I've gotten this week. The second one, it's gonna be like, still simplify your fucking plot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really reaching. <laughs> now the way he tips off to Jennifer Love Hewitt is by being like, "Shouldn't you be getting away with murder?" And it's like, well, hold the phone, dude, because you're standing in front of me, so. <laughs> There's still a chance. Unless there's like some resurrection. Like she maybe is getting away with assault. Yeah, because like at this point now, it's like you clearly have showed it's not murder. It's actually alive, like man. accessory, honestly, for her because she wasn't driving the car. Yeah, which could get you into even bigger trouble. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, now, but, now comes the Anyways, this guy's scene. the murderer. Who is this guy? What's his deal? Yeah. <laughs> Show us your snake tattoo. At least in Scream, when, like, Billy's like, oh, my God, like, your mom, like, <laughs> fucked my dad, <laughs> and then my family broke up. It's like, yeah, I get all that. This one's like, yeah. all right, some other guy has some other plot going on in his life that you're only going to hear about in Snatches. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like the payoff is really not that strong at all. It was disappointing. Now, (laughs) the fisherman drives out to the sea for some a-hooking. And then Freddy pursues (laughs) in his own boat and jumps off onto the main boat. And Freddy and the fisherman get into a fist fight where, frankly, the guy's not using the hook enough. Yeah, right? I mean, like... There's no ref, so it's not like you're going to get disqualified. Yeah, this is fucking like, the second that dude steps on the uh, boat, he should get a hook to the back like goddamn Dick Halloran in uh, The Shining. <laughs> I, you know what I wrote down? Simple enough. Just jump off the fucking boat and swim back to shore. He's too old. Ch- where are the chances that he's a fast swimmer? <laughs> he survived once when he hit him with the car and did that. Good point. Alright, so Freddy grabs a harpoon, but the guy punches him, and this fight goes on too long. Yeah. And once again, 
the women in this film haven't learned because Hewitt yells long enough to distract Freddy. So he gets punched off the boat and he gets dragged behind it like I was the first time I went water skiing. <laughs> Fiddy, have I ever told that story on this podcast? No. All right, well, we had training skis for water skis, which I there's no other way to say it other than our father hooked up to the boat, but we're also hooked up to the skis I was wearing. Not really thinking about it because they're just like, then we won't lose the skis. So I went down immediately. <laughs> I didn't get up skiing. And then I got dragged behind the boat for about two minutes while they were like, has anybody seen him since he went down? Well, I was like, <laughs> maybe not so coincidentally, that was the one and only time I ever went water skiing. You know, our old man did break up the fact that he wants to try uh, getting the water skis going on again this year. So I bet he does. <laughs> Who can I drown next? He's like, we just got some terrorist suspects in, so time to go water skiing. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, oh. she goes back underneath the boat, and there's more scrambling, more screaming, and the music is excited, but I do not share the sentiment. She finds, like, an area, like, inside the boat that's, like, packed with, like, a bunch of ice and all the dead bodies from the people he killed. To which I wrote, how'd he get all those bodies in that ice down there so fast? It's also like the area she's in underneath the boat is like much bigger than the boat is. Yeah, it's like she found like a dungeon. Yeah, it's like she found a fucking like... (laughs) She she found a fucking wardrobe taking her to like a Narnia boat place. (laughs) She said, this is not the boat that I ended up on in the first place. What the hell? She's like, there's a fucking like fawn like coming at me in here on the ice. Yeah, all right, let's speed this up. Now, one presumes the pitch meeting for this movie was just like, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Tank Top, and Ice. And they're like, wow, here's $30 million. <laughs> they get to the icy, and they're like, this wasn't worth the fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, there's an awful lot of hesh. I didn't expect that much to be spent on her. They're like, did I mention that everybody gets a take top of this movie? <laughs> like, dialect coach, what? <laughs> anyway, she discovers all the dead bodies, which, you know, must really mess with this guy's fish supply. <laughs> I'm just imagining someone being like, man, does this fish like taste like a dude to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's only that one time, man, that I had tasted a person. It's like, it tastes eerily similar. <laughs> Unfortunately, they taste like fish. <laughs> you got your human on my fish anyways the fisherman finds her because she won't stop screaming yeah and then she's terrible at hiding freddy climbs back onto the uh, boat on a big wet rope and then he lets loose a big metal hook that catches the fisherman in the face and it only knocks him out for a second he's back up and backhands freddy again and this is extremely tedious as i say here yeah. And then the fisherman gets caught in a rope and they hit a lever that pulls him up and cuts his hand off. And then he's Yes. Go ahead. This guy's got a horrible knack of getting into the worst accidents. Yep. Then he swings around <laughs> and drops into the ocean like the boat tried to kill him. 
<laughs> like at some point the boat's like don't worry kids i'll handle this <laughs> i didn't realize this fucking boat was tugger this fucking boat's like no no shit this guy killed my son too he's like i don't appreciate him stocking these dead bodies in my belly <laughs> it gives me boat digestion he's <laughs> like i'm kidding i'm actually like christine i'm a killer boat now i kill you <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he drops into the water and I assume swims straight into the sequel. <laughs> we'll see you there. Yeah, just imagine when he gets to the first murder or the second one, he's just wet and like really huffing and puffing. <laughs> that wound on his like Freshly cut off hand is still pretty, uh, you know, nice. And then anytime he hears like a boat horn, he's like fucking Captain Hook about it. Like, oh shit. That fucking boat's come to kill me. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. I've had too much fun. Anyways, me too. On the shore, the brunettes decide they never killed anyone. I guess yeah, you could let's... say they were the heroes the whole time. Yeah. Talk about the evidence washing itself away. <laughs> they still perpetrated a hit and run. I don't care what this guy did. They. It's so funny because they're just like, let's totally forget that, you know, we spent a whole year thinking we killed a man. And it's all just like, you know what? It's got its comeuppance. He was actually a terrible man. It's not like I could sneak into death row and like start hitting those dudes in the head with a hammer and be like, <laughs> I guess you could say I didn't commit any crimes. <laughs> it's like, sir, you smashed 37 dudes like brains. It's just like, yeah, they were all on death row. <laughs> like, if they're bad people, I can do whatever I want to them. Didn't you see Dexter? I didn't realize you live in Texas, Jay. He lives in Florida. And they uh, might too, question mark. <laughs> Anyways, the sheriff's like, why did this guy want to kill you so much? They both are like, no particular reason. <laughs> no idea. So yeah, it doesn't seem like you feel guilty. <laughs> Yeah, then the cop kind of like pulls a joke. He's just like, let's give this guy a hand. <laughs> we, like to keep, we like to keep it light here. He also <laughs> says, ah, don't worry, the rest of them will turn up. And they both kind of look like, I hope not. Because <laughs> he might still come back and say, well, these assholes hit me with their fucking car. <laughs> They'd be like, hold on, did you did you murder your son-in-law first? And he's like, ah, rats. I would have got away with it if it weren't for that fucking car. <laughs> Once I committed murder, it was pretty much open season on my life after that. <laughs> Unfortunately, by American law, anyone can kill me then. <laughs> Anyways, one year later, Jeff for Love Hewitt is back at school. 
and talking to Freddie Prince Jr. on the phone. And they're doing like, oh, man, it like creeps me out. She's like, oh, you could come and ravish me later this week. It's like, yuck. <laughs> like, I don't want to picture Freddie Prince Jr. ravishing anything other than maybe a grinder after a hard day's work. <laughs> Anyways, someone delivers, mailed her in the shower, you know, like you do. And the letters in the it's, it's just uh, it's just some random guy that's just like I'm hoping to peep at, at least like a, a small peek at Jennifer Love Hewitt. The mail the guy is shower. always like, "Oh, here's your mail." He's just camping out in the shower, man. <laughs> she just has like a stack of like wrinkly envelopes back in her room. Why's my mailman always fucking dropping shit off of me at the shower? It's like he knows every time I'm gonna be in there. It's like the strangest thing is I feel like it's wet before it gets there. <laughs> Anyways, Vinny, the letter's in the same handwriting, so we have to imagine he was a lefty. And Justin Foolin, you're invited to a pool party. But Vinny, on the mirror in the shower, it's all steamed up, and it says, those bangs are still bad. <laughs> and then it's over! The fisherman jumps it's... through the glass! Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Alright, then. I don't know if that actually like plays into like the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like... <laughs> Yeah, she would not be so ready to go on a trip with Brandy directly after that, but we'll find out someday, I bet. Uh, anyways, Vinny, uh, let's see. I selected the movie this week, so it falls upon me to ask you the eternal question. Vinny, does that scare you? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not... I wouldn't even, like... I'm not even sure if I was, like, sufficiently entertained. No. <laughs> I had a lot of fun talking with you about it and all, like, the stupid things of this. But, no, it yeah. was it was fairly boring while I was watching it. It's a pretty paint-by-numbers kind of, like, slasher movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really only takes, like, the weird moral relevance uh, that they try to go with at the end. It's like, this movie's crazy. Yeah, just, like, the idea of, like, so we're not going to get pinched for murder because you murdered first. So that's how it works. That's, like, no, that's not how it works. I just imagine, like, Captain America starting with him, like, being like, oh, my God, someone, like, robbed that old lady. He's like, so I fucking hit him with a car. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, He's like, man? Yep. <laughs> He's like, well, they're a criminal. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> you know, just like, if I see crime, I ram. He's like, sometimes I'm wrong about the crime. <laughs> I just like to imagine. This is the old lady. He fucking, he's got the purse, he's run away. He's like, don't worry, lady, I got him. He runs him over, just slowly runs, like, over his head. And the old lady's like, oh my god. Yeah, it pops like a plastic bag that he run over. <laughs> he's like, I told you I'd help you. It's Captain America to the rescue. And then he hands her a knife and he's like, you have to make the final blow. <laughs> 
It's like, we're in this together, Agnes. Flesh upon flesh. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yeah, no, this is not a good movie. I didn't like it. The acting was bad. The writing was bad. The music yeah. was bad. And it was boring. Yeah. Not even Jennifer Love Hewitt or fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar could save this. They're very, they're very nice to look at. Some, not so much, but at the time, I definitely was a bigger fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt. I would say probably more Sarah Michelle Gellar now, but at any rate, obviously, I Sarah Michelle Gellar is like a much better actress too. Like, let's be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing yeah, that I she agree. says in this where I'm like, oh, that's awful. But like a few times of Jennifer Love Hewitt, I'm like, oof. <laughs> I mean, it's just, here's the question. What are both of them doing these days? Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I believe, is on that crazy 911 show. Oh. Yeah, they brought her in like in the second season after Connie Britton left. And these are things you know. From commercials. Literally. Oh, okay. Alright then. And <laughs> like and in the second season, introducing Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I'm like, oh shit. She also did like that Ghost Whisperer show for a while and that lifetime movie where she was jerking dudes off. Yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is like like breaking bad, but for a lady who like turns her masseuse parlor into jerking dudes off. <laughs> 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 it's uh, Jesse. I need more lotion and turkeys. <laughs> Get close enough to whisper in their ears so they can feel your breath on their shoulder, Jesse. <laughs> you gonna come yet, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, how's that pulse? Oh man! Right. <laughs> if you were any character in this movie, who would you be? I feel like I'd be Freddie Prince Jr. Why? Because <laughs> you're poor. I mean, no. I mean, I show up to work definitely not looking like I'm a guy that works in the situation <laughs> I am. So, yeah, I could see you with too much product for your job. Yep. Oh man. Well, I should have thought about this sooner. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, I guess I'm a Johnny Galecki, because when I was a teenager, I had a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt as well. <laughs> you know what? That's relatable. <laughs> that passes. That's fine. Whew. All right. Well, uh, gifable moment? Ah, it's when fucking Ryan Phillippe's on the dock screaming no <laughs> when the crown goes in with the, with the fisherman. <laughs> I mean the one <laughs> him drinking out of the roof is good too. <laughs> but I, I there's there's just something you know what that one's actually the best when the body comes up and hits because <laughs> it's like it does the wave over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through in my mind of like all of the funny things that happened in this movie, and I'm like, no, me and Vinny made all of those up. Uh, <laughs> If we could, like, actually get, like, a gif of some of the things that we made up, that would be great. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, I guess no. baby crabs in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. I guess we're like, who wants seafood this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything else. All right, well, uh, Vinny, is there anything else you want to say about uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer? No. No, that's fine. It's another one of those movies that I'm like, yeah, I was kind of on like a list of things that eventually I'd like to watch, and so we just crossed that off. All right, yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say about it either. Uh, Vinny, do we have any mail for this week? Uh, No, we don't. Okay, well, in the unlikely event that people did want to mail us, uh, where could uh, they reach us? You could do so at our email at disypod at gmail.com. That's disypod at gmail.com. And if instead they wanted to get us at Instagram or Twitter? Instagram is did I scare you pod. That's one word. And our Twitter is disypod. Okay. All right. I guess it's time for us to talk about what we're going to be watching next week. Now, Vinny, thank God we are going to have a special guest next week. So it does not give you the chance to punish me by picking the sequel to this. Uh, <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> we will once again be joined by Josh from the It Shouldn't Be This Hard podcast, who previously co-hosted our episode on Ma, which if you haven't listened to, you absolutely should, because it's, I think, one of our better episodes, if I if I do say so. Pretty great. At the end of that episode, I, I put the full... Uh... My what a guy guest on and Jake freaked out. You put yeah a three minute Disney song at the end, just like <laughs> not that like Disney lawyers would care, but what if they did, Vin? All of my precious <laughs> pod down the drain. That would have been a shame too, because that was that's a solid episode. So we're bringing our Lafu back. At least let me set up an LLC before you put it back in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it just bankrupts a company that doesn't make money instead of me. But at any rate, um, Josh, who, uh, yes, co-hosts uh, It Shouldn't Be This Hard, the podcast that warns people about uh, when their erections are too full. Yeah. Uh, he has chosen for us next week The Conjuring. Oh. <laughs> yeah, great job. You acted as surprised as one of the kids in this movie would. I, I, I have some thoughts on this movie, so I'll have to save it for the episode. All right, and if you want to watch along at home, check out The Conjuring on HBO Max and come back with us next week. I think that'll probably do it for us this week, Vin. You have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. I am his co-host and America's little brother, Vin. And in this case, maybe slightly differently, hey, no thanks for this ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride.